This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. The head coach at Duke, John Shire, joins us. You got a little break here. I appreciate your time. Uh, first, before we get to hoops and all of that, how's your family? How much has life changed for you over the last couple of months? You know, just what's going on? How are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. It's uh, obviously life has definitely changed, but when I'm with my family, I'm with them, and those are some of the most special moments. You know, my kids are at a fun, fun ages right now. And uh, they're pretty excited by the holiday season. So how about you? <laughs> Family good? Everybody, everybody is great. And, yes, I'm not sure it matters what age the kids are. Like, I have a 24-year-old. He's excited for the season. I have a 14-year-old. He's, like, he's rummaging through my closets. So have you already gotten Christmas or Hanukkah presents? Do you do that? Or, does, or, or do, you have, uh, do you have minions now that do this for you? <laughs> I... Uh... I tag team with my wife and I credit her with uh, making sure she gets them some special gifts and uh, <laughs> we gave them some books as well. And then books, you know, you know yeah, there's books. <laughs> it's, it's, it's important to keep the education going and, uh, and then some special presents for Christmas. I, I took my 14 year old. I said, we got to stop here in Barnes and Noble. And he was like, why? <laughs> and I'm like, be, because it's like, don't worry, Jack. Nothing in here is for uh, is for you. Uh, but it is. A, but by the way, do you celebrate both, or do you celebrate, or do you just give? Uh, even as a kid, we got I got my gifts on Christmas Day because all of my friends did as well when I was a younger kid. Uh, we've tried to do both, although this year everything kind of fell by the wayside. <laughs> we've uh, I, I've been blessed as a kid to be exposed to both Christmas and Hanukkah. And so for us, we're, we're doing the same with our kids. Yeah. It's uh, it means more gifts. That's when, when my kid was younger, uh, he certainly was like, Oh wait, we start early here. I, I didn't tell him when the first night was this year. All right. Let's uh, let's talk about Tuesday. Is it harder to flush what happened Tuesday now than it used to be for you? Or uh, is it the same? It's, it's the same, you know, it's, you, you hate to lose. And, you know, for me, I've, I, I've, definitely always been a guy that hates losing more than I love to win and, and I really love to win by the way mm-hmm. uh, but mm-hmm. it's important to have perspective it's important to understand why that happened and give Wake Forest credit you know they, they were better than us that night uh, but it's a good chance for us we've had a big time grind big time start of the year to regroup ref, uh, refresh and then also get refocused uh, for what we need to do going forward which uh, we have a lot of areas to improve and feel like our upside is still uh, really high with the fact that we'll get our team together fully when we get back from Christmas and we're excited for that. All right. First of all, uh, is your, are you okay? Your voice sounds a little, uh, a little gruff, <laughs> a little gruff. So did this happen as a result of Tuesday night or was it happening anyway? It's, it might've happened anyway, but Tuesday definitely helped it you know, <laughs> progress and move along and, uh, rightfully so, probably we we all we all could have been better that night, and uh, so for me, it's it's a reminder, and it, it will drive me even more for next game. What is the analysis for a game like Tuesday? Is that just because you had been off for a while? Uh, so when you when you went back and looked at it, 
were there easily correctable things or, I mean, how did you analyze it? So much of, you know, these games playing in conference and, you know, even though this is my first year as head coach, it's my 14th season going through the ACC grind. And so, you know, I tried telling our guys before the game, just understanding, you know, what we're going into. It's, it's every game's difficult, you know, and, uh, and for us, there was as a group, me as a head coach, but also them as players, it's our first time doing it together on the road in the ACC. Mm-hmm. And it takes what it takes. And, you know, it takes, you know, preparation, having an edge, uh, attention to detail. And so for us, we've had that for the most part. There's the one game we didn't have that approach. And that's not taking anything away from Wake. Wake still might have beat us. Uh, but we have to be better in order to compete and give ourselves a chance to win. Uh, we didn't do that on yeah. Tuesday. I think on the show uh, leading up to the game, I said, let, let, let's see, a, a lineup dominated by freshmen and newcomers, hadn't played in a week, on the road in the ACC, I don't care who you're playing, Virginia Tech just went up to Boston College and got beat. It was a recipe for for something like that. But I remember a day when there weren't, I think you do too, when there weren't 20 conference games on your schedule, right. and this might have been somebody else and not Wake. Right. Well, you know, traditionally, you know, after exams, you, you, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's always been a difficult game after exams. And then, you know, we've always, again, since I've been a player, the game before going on break, your mind has to be in the moment. And Wake was in that Mm -hmm. same position too. Like they're, they're in that same position. So that's no excuse at all, but it's a lesson learned for us. And uh, we have to take it and grow from it. And we know, look, there's a long way to go this year. A lot of games left, uh, a lot of road games left, and a lot of opportunities to uh, make up for what happened on Tuesday. Yeah, one and one in the league is probably not a death knell to your season. John Shire is the head coach at Duke, and he's joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. You're young, you're new. Even the older guys are new to the program in new roles. Jeremy Roach is the he's. I mean, he's almost like somebody's grandfather. It seems. Are you playing the way you envisioned at the start of the season, or have you already in some ways adjusted to, you know, what you've seen so far? Well, I feel like every year I've been here, we've had to adjust somewhat, whether it be uh, injuries or uh, other circumstances Mm -hmm. or whether it be uh, certain guys emerge and the way they're playing. And for us, I don't think we fully know who we are yet. You know, it's I'd be lying to you, Adam, if I said here's exactly who we are. I mean, it's right. we haven't had our full team for over half of our games, and uh, I'm excited about getting a chance to regroup together after you know post break. And really, look, I would like for us to play faster. I think our defense has been really good overall. You know, Tuesday night it took a step back, but. I think our depth has been a strength. Uh, I still see that as the case. Uh, but who we are now, I feel like, can be different a month from now as well. John Shire is joining us. I don't know. I was talking about this the other day. Virginia and Houston were set to play, and I, I just looked at the numbers, and they're like 361 and 352nd in pace, in tempo, and I'm like, it can't. <laughs> uh, and then I, I looked, and you guys are playing slower maybe than you've ever played. So I don't know if you if you heard me talk about it. I know you didn't. Uh, but, I did not. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. It's just, <laughs> you've got so many better things to do and more important things to do. So, I mean, how do you get that up? Is is it 
Uh, do you turn up defensive pressure, or do you just let's get moving? I mean, how, how do you increase the pace of the way you play? Adam Gold in studio with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Oh, it's on your website, and I love the term financial termites because there are always things eating at your money that you can't see. So you don't want financial termites. Termites in the financial world are risk, fees, unnecessary commissions. All the bad things that we see and we hear about on TV are happening many times inside your portfolio you don't see. So you need a financial exterminator. Well, for the next 10 of you call, we'll put together for you your very own total retirement plan at no cost. Call 888-843-0013. Or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. What's well, a combination? And, uh, you know, for us, I think it's also uh, when you look at some of the teams we've played, we've played some teams with really slow pace. So mm-hmm. it's, it is hard to speed the game up. You know, you play a Bellarmine that goes late in the shot clock. You know, even our first game against Jacksonville. And, uh, you know, for us, it's when we, when we have gone out in transition, we've actually – been really good at converting, but it's just the mindset of doing it, you know, and just getting back to it. You know, we have Jeremy who's there, Tyrese, and those guys need to set the pace for us to get out and get an open floor. It's not where we have to get a shot off as quickly as possible, but putting pressure on the defense and and then uh, flowing into offense from there is something that's I think we'll get back to here uh, in January and February. Let me ask you about Tyrese Proctor. What has his adjustment been from playing – uh, more, you know, obviously he's from Australia, but he's played like internationally. So what has the adjustment been for him? Uh, and where do you see the next three months taking him? Tyrese, well, he's done a really good job overall. And I think for him, you know, this was, he wasn't even supposed to be here right. at this point. And so he's a year ahead of schedule. Uh, he's had some uh, huge moments for us. I think he's figuring out how to do it on a nightly basis. Uh, it's a, Playing internationally, I know it's a different game. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a different there's a different physicality that you can play with over there versus here in college. So I think he's still adjusting to that. But he's a hard worker. Uh, he's got great belief in himself. We believe in him, and you know the the best is yet to come, without a doubt, for Tyrese. And uh, you know he hasn't probably shot the ball as well as he would like. And <laughs> right. uh, that's sometimes how it goes. I've been there myself, and he just needs to stick with it and uh, figure out. And, and look, he's done a great job. of. There's always external expectations or uh, NBA this or whatever it may be. And for him, he's just done a great job of staying in the moment, working every day, and it's going to come for him. There was a time where you struggled to shoot? No. <laughs> I, I just – I was saying that to make – no, I'm just – trust me. I'm trying to remember. Me. Coach K would always tell the story, you know, when I hit the game-clinching shot against Georgia Tech in the ACC tournament finals. Right. You know, he always likes to tell a story how I was, you know, one for 16 going into that, you know, last play and that last shot. And I called your number. You were one of 16. I think I was three of 12. But still, <laughs> it's uh, it wasn't good. I get it. <laughs> have, have you started to allow, kind of exaggerate stories now? Because that happens. <laughs> I think I've already been doing that. I think I'm years ahead. I think I've, you know, I'm an exaggerator, storyteller, no question. It makes it better. It makes I, it sound better. Of course it does. I, I, by the way, I played football one year and I was bad, but I played against. Is that an exaggeration, by the way, that you played football? Uh, well, well, no. 
It's I one year, and I played like two games. I played JV. I was never. Oh, I you was, see, I knew it was an exaggeration. It wasn't one year. I knew it was. But yeah. the I played against Craig Hayward's. Remember Ironhead, who played uh, for where did he play? The Saints and the Steelers. His kid, his his son, Cam Hayward, is a dynamite player for the Steelers. By the way, defensive right. uh, defensive lineman. Uh, I played against Hayward's two younger brothers, and I don't even know why I brought that up. But that was that. That was my moment in, uh, you know, moment of fame in football. I hated football, and if football hated me, so I was much better baseball player. Sports that didn't demand physicality. You know me, John. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. I'm not good at that. Does it help you that you're not that far removed from playing? I mean, I know it's. You probably feel like you played ages ago, but it isn't that long ago. So, does it help you being? Somebody who played a decade ago? I, I think it definitely helps playing here and knowing the expectations, what comes with losing, what comes with winning and all those things. Uh, and gives, you know, credibility with the guys for sure. But I think the biggest advantage is just, just being able to get out there on the floor and whether it's demonstrating something or uh, mixing it up with the guys. I, I think that helps, you know, me connect with them and, um, uh, I, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy being out on the floor. So that's, I think the most helpful part. John Shire is joining us. Just a couple of more things if we could. Uh, first of all, how much basketball do you watch now? And is it pro or college? I watch both. I mean, it's every night I have some game on, you know, there's, there's so many games being played and <laughs> I'm a sports fan in general. So you know, football on and you know, NBA basketball, college basketball, and I'm always trying to learn. You know, so for me, uh, maybe watching a game and picking up an action that they do, or watching defense, watching how a certain guy plays, and also watching our former players. You know, <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. Last night you're watching, you know, Paulo, and yes. you know, I texted him after they clinched. You know, the game against the Rockets, he had his signature move. You know, where uh, he has a little rocker step and double jab and went baseline. and uh, But just proud of our guys and what they're doing and always following them. He's a headache, man. He is, he is going to be uh, a beast. And watching guys like Tatum, uh, it's just, I mean, to the way he has developed into one of the absolute stars of the game. John Shire, before I let you go, and this is kind of a serious question, and maybe we'll end on something fun uh, in a second. How does the the NIL era impact what you do and how you have to deal with players you know it hasn't impacted like you would think it's still about relationships it's still about you know coaching them and bringing them bringing them along on the court i think the you know some of the concerns going into well what would nil do in a locker room or what would it do with being able to coach certain guys it's it hasn't impacted that at all. You know, I, I think it's just a matter of they're able to get what they deserve. That's uh, so to me, it's been a positive thing. Um, and coaching them has been what it should be. And we've, I think part of that is who, you know, we have and who we recruit the, the character right. that they have and they're all hungry to get better. But for me, it's been, you know, really nothing but positive on our end. So, I mean, because everybody talks about the wild, wild west and what if this kid yeah. is making this and this kid is – how – is there going to be resentment? You haven't you haven't come across any of that? No, I think it's that way. No matter – there's 
there's always guys that play more minutes or yeah. you know more shots and there's there's always things right that mm -hmm. that's part of life i mean that's whatever and this is just one other aspect to it it's no different from well it is different obviously from an nba professional level but it's the same thing at every level of sport every level of you know high school college pro there's always things that come with it and um you know being up front having you know just open honest communication our guys have been terrific with their attitudes their approach and uh you know i've i've loved coaching this team so far i mean we we've, tuesday i don't know if any of us love that experience but <laughs> love coaching them and um NIL has just been an added bonus for our guys. And they get to go home, so uh, anything that happens after that has to be delayed. How much money could John Shire have made in NIL uh, during your four years at Duke? This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Probably not as much as I would have liked uh, to think. You, know? uh, <laughs> you, you would have you would have bought the Suns by now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, with you know, personality and you know, how much I love social media. I would have been all over the place. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I appreciate your time. Um, happy holidays to you and your family. And good luck when everything kicks off again. New Year's Eve, right? New Year's Eve? That's it. New Year's Eve, uh, 1 o'clock. There go your plans. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, John. Happy holidays. Thanks you for too. having me. John is great. Appreciate his time. All right, when we come back, you've heard that Dabo Sweeney hates the transfer portal, right? He won't. He doesn't want to dip into it, even though Clemson lost a bunch of guys. I think eight eight guys to uh, to the portal. Look, it's the reality. You're going to have to go into the portal. Alabama does it. All the Georgia, all these schools do it. You're going to have to do it, and I'm sure Clemson will do it, albeit reluctantly. But if you think Dabo hates the transfer portal, wait till we hear his take on NIL next. We've already had a big hour. We had Rod Brindamore and John Shire. Next hour. Stretching into this hour. Brendan Whitted from the League Pass. Larry, sitting, uh, we already saw him on TV, Dennis. We can't, we can't not. <laughs> can't deny it now. No, his I mean, mic's on. Everybody saw him. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit here about Dabo Sweeney. It might, that, that might flip over into the next hour. Uh, but Brendan is here. We're going to talk some hoops. Uh, we're going to talk about Dion next hour. Uh, and... I don't know if you you might have heard the interview with Trey Oliver or not from Central last week, but I asked him a question about matching wits with Dion, and you could hear the eye roll. You could hear it. Now, I'm, I might be just projecting that, but he paused and laughed a little bit, and I thought, oh, okay. Yeah. He doesn't maybe think that Dion – so they really did. They That that became a – That was a great football yeah, game, it, it by was, the way. It was amazing, and, like, I because I've been – you know, more involved in HBCU sports. Like right. I'm working for Bison Express, the fundraising arm. You for, are. Yeah, for Howard's, Howard's athletic yes. program. So, which makes me feel, this is like one of, this is a, a job that I would have created for uh -huh. myself. Um, and so I'm really, really excited about it. And so I've been in more HBCU spaces 
more than I had been in terms of just athletics. I was I've always been HBC, HBCU spaces, but then like the vitriol that that there was so much extra stuff attached to that game, man. North Carolina A and T. There was like there's the A and there's Jackson State. There was I mean we'll get into the Deion stuff, but like it 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 got so it got so big about just. It was it was the the biggest you can make any conversation about HBCU sports within the HBCU community because everybody had a take. Uh-huh. Everybody was more invested than maybe you would have imagined that they right. were. And then you had the people that weren't as invested in HBCU sports also had jumped into it. It be, it became a whole thing, and I was I like I really I liked it because it felt like UNC and Duke. You know, it felt like that kind oh, yeah. of a, a big deal. It was a big game anyway, but yeah. it, it made the all the attention yep. and the fact that it was Dion just made it all bigger, and there was a lot of disrespect. That's Brennan Witted. Before we uh, before we hit the break and we come back and we talk about that and a bunch of other things, including hoops, uh, and we have some fun coming up next hour anyway because it's the 1 o'clock hour and we goof off. Um, the NIL is a big deal. Right. Uh, everybody thinks NIL is a big deal. Dabo Sweeney. Apparently, I didn't realize this. Davo Sweeney says that they have Clemson has been basically on the ground floor of name, image, and likeness. Here's Dabo from yesterday. Honestly, I mean, for me, we we built this program on NIL. We really did, and and I, it's probably different than what you're thinking, though. We we built this program uh, in God's name, image, and likeness, and that's how I look at it. All right, um, I am not in any way going to make a joke about Dabo's faith because obviously it is shared by a lot of people. I don't find jokes about that funny anyway. But Dabo clearly thought that that was cute. <laughs> he, did. he really thought, oh, wait till they get a load of this. You can see the smirk on his face before he dropped it. It killed in Bible study. That joke. That's not the first time he stole that joke. That's not the first no, time. No, no. On the uh, well, they, I don't know if it's a rubber chicken circuit, but yes, during the uh, during the summer when he's going out and meeting, yeah, there's no question. Like, all right, Davo, just enough. He slow tried that one too. Like, just enough. And I, you know, I bet half the people in that room had already heard that too. Yes, absolutely. So I, uh, you know, look. Here's the thing. Nils, it's the way of the world. It's the lay of the land now. So. But if Clemson doesn't want to play it, we'll find out down the road. Yep. But uh, but I'm sure they're going to play it. Yep. This is the Adam Gold Show. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.